welcome to another episode of Music Life Radio. I'm your host, Dan Sauter. Music Life Radio is a free podcast available on iTunes and your interwebs at musicliferadio.com and features interviews and stories about and related to music. Music Life Radio has been on a hiatus for about three months. I've been in the process of moving to a new house uh, out in beautiful San Leandro. We're very excited about the new location. And my band Gunpowder has just finished recording our third album, Songs of the Resistance. So today, we wanted to get together with the guys in the band. That's Major Eric Kaur on acoustic guitar and vocals, Doc Sauter on guitar, Pancho Lamonte on drums, and Al Yippie on bass. We want to get together and discuss the album, the making of it, our process, and we're going to listen to snippets from the album Songs of the Resistance. So sit back and relax to another episode of Music Life Radio featuring Gunpowder. Welcome to Music Live Radio. My name is Dan Sauter. I am here with my co-producer, Eric Kaur. We are Gunpowder, together with Dave Madol on drums. Hello. And Al Stingle. <laughs> is that okay? On bass. <laughs> Hello. <Hey, hey>. Yippee Kai. <laughs> Yippee. What the fuck is you? Yippee <laughs> And uh, Poncho Lamonte, which I, I don't even know where we got the Poncho Doc from. Doc Sauter and uh, Major Eric Kaur. Though occasionally it's Eric fucking core, but yeah, it's a yes, know, it's, exactly. You don't want to lose my middle name in there. It's it's. <laughs> when so you we're doing business. something a little bit different on this episode of Music Live Radio. The the band Gunpowder, which is <clears throat> our project, has finished recording our first no, has finished recording our third album, but <laughs> first with this current lineup. Yes, the super group. And it only took about a year and a half. Which, considering how long it took to do the other ones, is pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> It was done for free. We did it all ourselves with um, our recording equipment in the studio. And because it was free, it took us a year and a half. <laughs> but we got what we wanted. Yeah, we got what, exactly what we wanted. Right. It sounds yeah. really good. So we kind of want to talk about that, uh, the album today. Eric, do you have any thoughts on the album? Well, I mean, I'm just thinking like the overview is it's it was going to be called gunpowder three that was the working name for i think before the <laughs> album was even conceived i think it was just a given that we had gone, done gunpowder gunpowder two and then the next stage of evolution would be gunpowder three and then when i actually started figuring out the song order i realized that the songs there was a story in the songs and that we hadn't just recorded a body of songs but we had put together a story in those songs and that we had an album and when I say album, I mean in the sense of when everything used to be on vinyl and people used to listen to records is uh, the artist would arrange things in a way that this is the way the music is supposed to be heard. And and so when I looked at it all, I realized I, a name started coming out for it, which was Songs of the Resistance, which is uh, our final choice for it. So, And it looks good. Uh, Dave Madol did the artwork, and it looks fantastic, Dave. What Actually, was your inspiration you. for the artwork? If I may, a shout out to Chris... Chris Corp for uh, doing the photograph that, that's on the cover there oh, yes. too. Oh, right. Very right. cool. Um, I don't know, actually. I just kind of know that we have a Western feel, so I tooled around and looked for old, decrepit buildings and... Uh, In I Oakland? Where were you at? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, oh, oh, no, no. I, I basically surfed around and 
found imagery that I think would work, and I pieced it together. I put a building here, building there, mountain here, mountain there, skyscape here, and, oh, and so it, it was a collage. Kind of nice. came together, yeah. And many flames. And, and flames. lots of flames, <laughs> yeah. which took me hours to do. But that was from the previous album. What? Wait. I think you created those flames, yeah. I think those, you, those are pretty... Those are hand, take ownership for those handmade flames. flames taking from one, one match flame, and I just multiplied them. <laughs> really? Is that where it came from? That's pretty cool. No, I think... I forgot. It was like... Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember what it was from, but it was on small scale, and I just multiplied it. It was fun to do. I love doing the artwork when I have the time. It's awesome. So the first song is called Epitaph. What was the inspiration for writing that song, Eric? Uh, the inspiration for that was actually I do a lot of union work, and I write a newsletter for uh, a, one of the local unions here in the Bay Area. And even after I quit the job, I kept writing the newsletter because it felt so good knowing that I was doing something for the workers and people who really needed it. We publish it in English, Spanish, and Chinese, but... It also felt good to kind of be giving a bird to the corporation that was dead set on screwing people all the time. And when I was there, it was it seemed like every month some new kind of draconian idea would come down the pipeline that was, okay, if everybody fits this mold, if everybody does a fascist lockstep, then we're going to make even more money and be more productive. But as we know with trickle-down economics, even the Pope has come out against it. It simply doesn't. Nothing trickles down but shit. Yeah, and so this song was really about look, yeah. Sometimes it's okay to. Sometimes you got to be the one that they say, "Who's that asshole? What the fuck was that guy thinking?" And because the people at the top may feel that way, but there's a thousand people below those people who are going, "Thank God there was somebody willing to be that asshole." Yes, and it's a very rocking song, and it features yodeling, actually. Probably the only <laughs> punk rock song that has a little yodel on the chorus. And if I may, uh, I believe it has an uh, angry bee solo. And an angry bee solo, <laughs> yes. I will not divulge my secret on coming up with that uh, guitar sound. Now, those killer bees are just uh, domesticated. Those are uh, killer bees. Killer bees, okay. That's a killer Africanized bee. All uh, right, so let's take a listen to Epitaph. Who was that asshole? That'd be my Epitaph. back yeah that was epitaph by gunpowder of course and the second song is coming down yes this was a song that i wrote it's pretty much follows the same uh lyric idea <laughs> of almost every song so there's uh, just some angry ranting that has to be done uh and this one basically talks about when you have no power over your situation or control uh and that's kind of what the basis of the song is where did you get your inspiration for the uh, vocal delivery on that one 
That song, you know, it's it's funny because I guess uh, what I would say with everything with the band is there's a sound that we get when we play together, and I don't really know what's going to happen with the vocals till I hear everybody play, mm-hmm. and so that one was the 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 song. There's an epic feeling to that song. I mean, that song is it's 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 like it reminds me a lot of classic rock meets punk rock. Yeah, yeah. Like if the seventy, if the, if the the early seventies and the mid seventies sudden suddenly had a love child, which may have happened, this song probably would have been it, because yeah. it has the angst and the anger of early punk, but it has the art, kind of the artistic qualities of early seventies and yeah, I'd say that definitely kind of like a Led Zeppelin meets Black Sabbath meets maybe Nirvana and Black Flag thrown in. And it features, if there's anything that would describe my guitar sound, it's got this wanky overtones, and uh, this one captures it perfectly. <laughs> Apparently, he's a very good masturbator. <laughs> Are we all? I, I, would, I, I, I would think so. I mean, I, I think I got a merit patch for that once, actually. How did you like the recording process? Dave? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... It was uh, it, it, uh, it was actually quite difficult for me to record. I'm, I usually like to record live and kind of have the have the feeling with everybody here in the room, and we did do that sort of. But we recorded that, and then I actually followed what I recorded live, which was a little odd to me. So I was playing to myself. It was it was a little strange. It, yeah, because we lacked, uh, a, you know, we basically did this in our rehearsal space. So we had to play the song live, record it. And then the drummer had to play back over the top of that live recording to lay down the drums that we could then use as a foundation for everything. Um, it gave us a lot of freedom to do it this way because we really kind of wrote these songs to some extent while we were recording it. Yeah, I'd say some, we yeah. really figured out what we were doing after we had finished the recording. Yeah, and I noticed that even live I play, it's a little bit of a bummer, but I play everything kind of differently it's like i set, finally settled into the songs after we finished recording recording them ironically i was like oh now i play different stuff but i, I guess that'll be cool for the live show and the live album yeah. someday yeah <laughs> gunpowder four <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and listen to coming down by gunpowder
And the next song, of course, is Solidarity Forever. This is an old classic uh, protest song, right, by Ralph Chaplin, I believe. Ooh, I forget the name. Yep, that's a so, composer. That, 1913 or something like that. It, wow. It's old school. It's but a it classic. But it was uh, probably best known. Who, who has performed this one that people might know about? Oh, I would say everybody probably from Woody Guthrie to the, yeah. the Weavers yeah. on down. I mean, it's, it's been uh, often covered, but mostly in the traditional arrangement. Tom Morello range. actually did it. Yeah, Tom Morello, Night Watchman. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, most of the arrangements of it sound kind of, uh, I hate to say desperate, but they sound a sense of defeat yeah. when it's done as a folk song. And we made it a fight song. Yes. And I think that's what really made the difference with the song. And and uh, that's, what I, that's one of the things I liked about it. So, Al, when you come up with the bass lines for songs like this, that's a cover, what, what do you use as an inspiration? Uh, whatever works for us. Like Eric says, you know, you never know until we start playing what's going to sound. We have a unique sound, you know, and <laughs> you never know what's going to work until you get playing it. Um, and this one, one of my favorite things about this is, uh, and I think I told you over email, that it made me want to break things. <laughs> when I heard the first mix of it, I was like, wow, I want to go break something. This is nice. This is good. It's definitely a fat recording it worked really well and uh there's a part in there where uh, it breaks down to just bass and drums and i was gonna try to do a solo but i couldn't figure out what to play over it and it actually sounds just great with that that space in it any other words on this song dave uh i really like playing this one this one i have a good time with it has a nice good solid groove it's it's not like some of the other gunpowder songs that are pretty all out balls to the wall i like this one i can kind of set back groove a little bit and kind of <laughs> be on, to be quite honest with you to be quite honest with you i chill out on this song and i enjoy playing it it's fun it's a good song to play and uh yeah and i'm just glad we have the slow part so i can get a breath <laughs> <laughs> it's a place that i can take a rest in the set i love that <laughs> all right so let's take a listen to solidarity forever Inspiration through the broken pleasure run There can be no power greater anywhere beneath the sun The walls of others weaker than the people's strength of one But the union makes us strong Solidarity forever Solidarity forever Solidarity forever but the union makes us strong Is there all we hold in common with a greedy parasite Who lashes into serfdom and horses with his might Turn anything left to us but to organize and fight But the union makes us strong song on here is one that eric wrote dynamite tears it's probably one of my favorites it's a little bit slower more of a rock song than a punk song i would say what was the inspiration eric for that that song uh a lot of this song is again working with in in the labor movement working with unions is so many people are out of touch with what unions have done what they've accomplished but also people are are workers are giving ground all the time 
because they don't know their history and they don't know their rights and they don't know what they can get if they're united. And this song was kind of reminiscing the old, the good old days, as I call it in the song of, of union labor, when you know, like the, the miners unions would actually just, they'd, they'd fix problems with dynamite. Yeah. You know, Grand it's like, theft auto style. Yeah. You don't give us what we want. We will fuck <laughs> shit up. And you know, it's, it's a, uh, there was a, but also, I mean, I, this song made me think of, there was a woman I used to work with whose father was a early member of the labor union, labor organizer out here in California. And she said, as a child, she remembers every day her dad went to work and every day he came home beaten and bloodied. And then every day he'd go back again. And that's the type of people that fought for the rights that we have today in labor. And that's what that song is about to me that, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, crying dynamite tears, shattering capital's glass foundation. It's 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 like, look, you know, it's it's there's a sadness, but there's also a sense of of we have to know where we came from and be willing to to pick up that fight again and fight at that level, or we can just say, you know, we can let keep watching shit slip away. Now, Dave plays a really unique drum part on this. I'd call it like it's more of like a rolling drums, almost reminiscent of uh, <clears throat> what's the guy from uh, Black Sabbath uh bill ward yeah kind of a bouncy beat what what made you come up with that kind of beat for the song uh i'm not sure actually again like al said and even eric said it's i don't know what i'm gonna play till we get in here a lot of time i have a lot of freedom here eric, you guys are actually really kind and don't come in and sit down behind the set and say hey this is what i had an idea <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is always really painful yeah, for me real i'm well. just always like oh really you want me to play that but uh, I don't know. It just felt like this is what should be, and I I love the tribal part of that. It's just kind of a real rolling, tr kind of tribally, I guess. And um, yeah, I, I don't know where it came from. Again, it just kind of it kind of hatched here. Al, you know, I played with Al for years and years, so I kind of I kind of lock onto him and I listen to the things that he does, and uh, and I just kind of roll off of that, and it just it turned out really well. That's w actually one of my favorite intros of all the songs, to be honest with you. I think it sounds really cool. Now, that whole song has a, an emotional tone when I listen to it that yeah. really resonates. Yeah. Just, I mean, just across the board on every level. So. Yeah, when I heard you playing it, and this one features a, a pretty upfront acoustic guitar, and I wanted to make sure we had that sound. And then I kind of wanted to do something almost like Neil Youngish <clears throat> in the background on that. I think it turned out pretty good. Oh, I'm really happy with that one. Al, any thoughts on Dynamite Tears before you listen to it? <laughs> now, let's rock it. <laughs> All right. Dynamite Tears, but gun power. Fine tears of dynamite, lesson away in a dance foundation. One little lie, plug and crash and have lives. Washing away, rides eroded, tops are removed. Memory governors riding in the town. Not on my horses or Number six is uh, no I believe five. We're at number five would be "We Are One." We are one. Another protest song. Yeah, go figure. <laughs> songs of the <laughs> songs for the resistance. 
Yeah. <laughs> what a fitting title. Songs of the Resistance. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that one came from really just... Uh, I was doing a lot of research on, on labor. I was, I was watching uh, what was happening in Wisconsin with Scott Walker and, and him trying to destroy the uh, public service worker unions and, and really, really stripping and eroding rights again of people. And, but at the t- around that time, the Occupy movement w- was, was at its, its peak. And, and I remember having a conversation with somebody about the Occupy movement. And, and he, said, he said, the problem with that movement is it doesn't have a leader. And I said, yeah. actually, I think that's the thing I like about this movement and makes it, what makes it work is that there's no one person to target. And that's where its power is and that's where its strength is. And, and really, that whole song is just a reflection on, on, on really looking at labor and, and, and the Occupy movement, which the two really connected in that period. I mean, they, they really worked together a lot and... There were a lot of labor unions connected to the Occupy people, and, and uh, that's really what that's about. And it's meant to be a song that could be a song that could be part of that movement. I mean, literally, people could be chanting this as they go through the streets. Yep, very good. Uh, so let's take a listen to We Are One. We are one. We can bring a mountain to his end. We are one. Clog and close all the streets. We are one. Who without a leader can. We are one. Who is cause and shift the wind. We are one. We are one. We are one. We are your sibling and your friend. We are one. Who works and serves with each other. We are one. Who stands next to you in love. We are one. Inside enough is enough. We are the people. We are the people. We are the people, we can stop an army and it's We are the people, and we want the best. We are the people, and we're taking back what's ours. We are the people, and nothing can hold us back. What's the sixth song, Eric? Uh, the sixth song would be High Noon. High Noon, that's right. This is kind of a... Uh this is probably our longest, well, almost our longest song. It's a, it's a fucking opus. Yes. Yeah. I mean, to use a technical term. Now, we actually get out of the theme of uh, labor and union songs on this one. What's this one about? So this one is really about people struggling with addiction and recovery issues. You know, there's, there's a, the, the chorus is... Uh, this one's for the broken and busted coming in for saving not salvation and uh, you know way past that point is is one of the things it says and it, it really is is i think people often wonder what happens to people when they drop out of scenes they wonder what happens to people when they disappear for a while and and this song addresses a lot of that and also addresses the why as to how fucked up shit gets for people to actually say wait a minute i can't do this anymore and make that choice of living and dying. There was a number of years back, I was, I was doing a thing with QTV in San Francisco and a, a guy who did a headwitting in, in, in the Angry Inch, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Cameron or something, I think is his name. Anyway, uh, he, he said, he, he was saying about punk rock, he said it, it, it always walked a very fine line between creation and destruction. And the people who lived it lived that line. Yeah. And it was real easy to fall off on one side or the other. And I, I, for, me, for me, that's kind of what that song embodies. 
So that, that emotion, that just raw emotion we build through it. Learn about God from the toilet bowl, but from those seat the other side, find inspiration in the pages of the others, lucky and losing lives, broken down, car, hotels. No more Reno's New Year's Motel personal religion, but reveling in pain, past lives, living, listening as Lord speaks the thoughts, breaking out of the drunks, heads. That again, uh, the songwriting process, uh, I'd say, what, eight of the songs Eric wrote, I wrote two of them, but uh, usually it comes in with the lyrics and the idea how it's going to go, mm. but really, uh, everybody adds a tremendous amount, and by the time we get done with the song, it's really pretty cool product that we've come up with. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, though I have to say, it's, I think I did five, you did two, and three recovers. Oh, that's so true. I, I can't, I, that's as much true. as I'd love to take credit for Solidarity Forever, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, maybe it was a re- reincarnation from 1913. You know, who knows? Who knows? You know, it's, I was a sparkle in that's somebody's true. eye. We do have uh, se- several covers on this one, uh, which leads me to the next song, which is the Gets uh, Second Skin. If, if, if I may, I think yes. all of our initial reaction was, Oh, this is easy. We can do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, you listen and to the drum part, and that's a kind of a challenging drum. It, it was. Part, I, I, the first thing I thought, I thought exactly that. I said, well, I'll nail this in no time. Yeah, that's but what I thought, too. it's really <laughs> an unusual song drumming. I don't know why it is exactly. I can't quite explain it. But everything that is done is just seems so perfect. So I felt like I needed to keep right to it, which... Was difficult. I mean, that song no. took a while to get together, but yeah. I love playing that song. It's one of my. I actually, that's the most entertainment probably on stage. That's one of my favorite ones to play. I really like shuffling it out and jumping back and forth between shuffle and kind of rocking it out. It's a, it's a cool song, and the uh, I don't know the organization of the song is a little strange, but it's so perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it is perfect, and uh, it did take a while for us to get <laughs> those changes down because they're they're not traditional. Right, exactly. Again, Eric, when you write songs, you don't really stick to a traditional (laughs) format anyway. So So we were ready. (laughs) We were ready for that one. It was hard, though. I mean, especially Mia Zapata is such an amazing vocalist that there's so much going on with her voice in that song. I mean, just layers and levels and the just, I mean, just the overall tenor sound of her voice is incomparable and and to listen to the way she emphasized different parts of that song it was really that was a hard once i actually started trying to do it that was a really really hard song you did a lot of octave changing in that song didn't you we really took a while to iron out where you're going to sing it yeah it was there were a lot of parts with that where it's kind of tricky just figuring things out and and uh but uh it's it's a really fun song it's really fun agreed what do you think al (laughs) I agree. <laughs> no, it's great. It's a it's a blast of play. Yeah, I must breathe. Gives me like a drug. Shot. 
The next song is Never Say Never, right? Yes, yes. Yes, I was going to say Never Say Die, but that's a different song. <laughs> never Say Never. And again, this is a cover of a Romeo Void song uh, that also features female vocals. And we've managed to transform this one quite a bit oh. uh, from the original, I would say. What what made you want to do this song? Well, we got asked to play a drag show in San Francisco, and so we got matching pink tops with gunpowder logo on it, and I went to Target <laughs> and hot. got us... Uh, well, they were hot <laughs> pink, and I got us matching pink tube skirts, which were just... No, I don't know if sexy is the right word, but uh, <laughs> on somebody, they could have been sexy, right? <laughs> and uh, But anyway, that song just seemed like it would be really fun for us to do because... I remember the drag queens who were putting on the show were like, look, you are men in dresses. You're not drag queens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, the, the, I guess the idea of the, behind the song was it would be a really interesting song for men in dresses versus drag queens versus another woman singing that song. So I think we added a nice twist to it. Yeah, it came off pretty well. <laughs> a very nice twist. Yes, uh, <laughs> twisted. <laughs> so if I could, if I could mention kind of the storyline of the of the album too yeah. is is you know, a lot of the early album is about you know fighting the system, organizing and getting involved. But then I think when we go, if I stop at high noon for a second, a lot of people who get heavy into this stuff really struggle with a lot of things. Yeah because it takes a lot to keep going in these movements. And I think that song also reflects that. And then I think Second Skin fits really nicely into that because she's really talking about, I, I, it's almost like Iron Man or something. I need something to buffer me against this world. I need something so that I can make it through another day. Definitely. And that's what she's advocating in that song. And then Never Say Never, it's it's kind of, it's a little twisted, it's a little dark the way we do it, but it's also, I think there's this, this uh, when people are organizing, when people are fighting, when people are, are willing to stand up against the giants, against the corporations, against whatever it is, is there's also, uh, there's a loneliness that comes at times too. And I think sometimes there's a sense of desperation that people get where they want to feel connected, but when somebody's willing to step up to be a leader, there's times where you really do feel alone in that. And I think that song, in that sense, kind of conveys that, that that sense of that isolation and wanting to really, just really wanting and needing to feel connected. Excellent. Let's take a listen to Never Say Never. Time itself was his demeanor there. Be no sunlight or a glimmer of sunlight landed on the street. Sunsuit girls must be discreet. The next song, King of the World, is uh, one I wrote, and uh, it is basically what would happen if the world became run by one corporate entity. And it's kind of uh, 
a throwback. I thought it was about Dungeons and Dragons, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm so disappointed. No, but, it, but it definitely summons up elements of uh, classic heavy metal. Keyword summons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So for me, this one was a lot of fun to see it uh, come together. I think the bass line on this is just brilliant. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It sounds just awesome. <clears throat> And, uh, yeah, so this one kind of fits in with the same types of themes I generally write about. And uh, Eric, It's epic. Eric crushed it's the very bulls. epic. It is epic. It's, yeah, beyond epic. I mean, it's it really, as epic as we get. It reminds me of a, a Viking storm hitting the beach, and you're like one person standing there going, nothing can stop this. Nothing on earth can stop this force. Yeah, this song playing live is so much fun because I just get to out of everything. <laughs> oh, Dave, you Love beat the it. hell out of everything on every song. I mean, that's like <laughs> well, no, the, the, I get to actually lay back a little bit and really focus on yeah. beating things. I'm not moving too fast. I love playing that song. So you get to articulate your beatings. Right. <laughs> the king of the world He's here to stay is a nice way to round out the album it kind of comes back to the uh the same themes we were talking about and and kind of uh, is a nice finishing touch would you say yeah yeah well it's uh, that song kind of was an inspiration a lot of what i was watching the iraq war and then the iraq war part two and then <laughs> afghanistan and you know hopefully we're done for a while but uh it i was really you know Firing, firing bullets, ripping open nothing, tearing up the new world order, and it was. We we keep hearing this idea of we're doing this for a purpose, we're doing this for a reason. It's for liberty, it's for justice, it's it's for hope and humanity, and 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 then all of a sudden you kind of peel away the the, the paint, and it's like, oh, who, who's actually behind this? What who are we really doing this for? And and uh, there was I remember one I think it was the first or second Iraq War. There was I was listening to somebody and. I want to credit Chomsky with this, but I, I, I don't want to say for sure because I don't know if it was him, but was talking about at the time people were going, it's a war for oil, it's a war for oil, and that was a big battle cry instead of liberation. And and uh, 
what what he was saying was and again i don't know if it was him so don't don't quote me on this but basically saying it was it was a war for corporate control it was the only place left in the world the middle east where coca-cola mcdonald's ge walmart all these major corporations it was the last place that they didn't have a piece of the pie yeah and so he said basically it was it's corporate feudalism and i i thought about that i went you know that really made more sense than any other explanation for the the wars and and it's it's kind of dismal it's dark but i think that's also sometimes is part of the fight that we're in and part of the struggle that we're in and and part of if you look at like songs of resistance and part of a resistance is sometimes you're not even sure what you're fighting or who you're fighting you just know you're in the fight and for me that was part of the song too is you just keep going it's like even if it's even if you hit a wall if you hit a false hope if you hit something that just doesn't make sense it's like okay well we don't give up and we keep going so let's listen to new world order <laughs> Anybody have any last thoughts or stories? I, I need some 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 closing thoughts from Al. I'm I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting right next well, to him. I, and I, I don't want to step all over you, dude. <laughs> well, Eric, we uh, right now I'm thinking to myself, I'm so glad he's a freaking professor. He's really holding this all together. Because <laughs> I thought, what are they going to do if they really want me to talk and say something? <laughs> no, but, but from my end, I think it's it was just it was a unique process the way we did it. But it came out sounding really, really incredible, I think. And yeah. I'm pretty proud of it. What about you, Dave? Any thoughts? Um, yeah, I've, you know, I grew up when I should, I should have really listened to a lot of punk when I was young, but I never really did, quite honestly. I listened to a lot of older rock and roll. And quite honestly, this is my first punk band. And I'm having a really good time playing it and making this album. Um, it's a lot more work. I, I really have learned since learned how hard <laughs> punk drummers really work. Uh, but I enjoy it, and it's gone. It was. It's been really fun to kind of step out of what I've done, you know, pop and rock in the past, and uh, I really enjoyed it, and it was fun. I mean, the recording was a little tough, but the music is is a lot of fun, and I, I feel like I get my week wor- workout every single time I'm here in the studio. It's awesome. Yeah, and if you like the songs on this album, you can go to gunpowderband.com slash free, and this album will be available for free. If you'd like to donate or buy the album, you can actually go to iTunes and CD Baby and uh, other retailers like Amazon should be carrying the album as well. And for more Gunpowder, again, go to the website, gunpowderband.com for all your gunpowder needs. (laughs) And remember, we are... Far West.
punk rock. That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. He just tied it in, cemented it in. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for checking out Music Library. Foundation.